Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of On3 Sports. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Feel a weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Williams. Would be a little weird. Be useful for you, though. It's just right down the road. It wouldn't be weird if Williamsville was there. Is that where Williamsville is? No, it's in Philadelphia, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Right. Well, you can't. Oh, so, that didn't mean a lot to you, huh? That day at Neshoba County Fair meant a lot to you, didn't it? All right. I need you to do me a favor and shut the hell up. Okay? <laughs> I'm an old man, and my memory sucks. You're not that old. I mean, I'm older than some people think I am, but I am old. You're about as old as Advantage Business Systems. That's old. Well, okay. You have a point. Yeah, you think about things that are like, you know, I'm not 50 yet, but like, that's old. The gray in my beard. I got some too. Well, that's because, you, you know, if you have another child, that's when it starts popping out. Yeah. Wherever you are in our great state. Enjoy if you're an old man or a young man, young old woman or a young woman, you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. You just got to go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, they'll ship it right to you, and you can be enjoying the same coffee we have here in Starkville or in Tupelo every single day. And don't forget, that's a bulldog initiative supporting business, just like our friends over at Pip Printing and Signs. Whatever it is your business needs, they do. Uh, signs, printing, direct mail, mailing services, online ordering portals, marketing services, uh, trade shows and events, wall graphic. I mean, I can, I got You see this list? You see it? Robbie has to see that's, it. That's a big list. He'll see it for you and he'll, he'll play the role of you. And he, he just saw it. It's a long list of, of the stuff they do. You can find out a lot more at pipridgeland.com, their website, get an idea of all the services they, they offer. But if you're a business and you're already spending money on printing, this is a way for you to get a great quality printing product and at the same time support the Bulldog Initiative because 10% of every sale goes right back to them. Call Camden Baker at 601-499-5216 to find out more and to tell him, hey, I heard about you guys on Thunder and Lightning. I heard that you support the Bulldog Initiative. What can I do to get my business with PIP printing? When you need printing, call PIP PIP today. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. I'm not even going to fool around and be like, hey, if you're coming to baseball, I'm not even going to do it. But if you need new Mississippi State gear, it's available to you at College 
Corner. They have two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowed by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever you need, maroon and white, get it at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. The best in town for lunch, for dinner, for Sunday brunch. Anytime you're in Starkville, you've got to make sure if you're, you're doing, you know, if you're going to be here for an extended period, if you're going to be here for a night, for, for a couple days, a, a meal at Restaurant Tyler needs to be on your to do list. They have the best blue plate in town for lunch. They have great steaks, pastas, chicken, pork for uh, for dinner, and then for Sunday brunch, whatever it is you like, breakfast or lunch. <clears throat> They've got both sides of that covered at Restaurant Tyler. If you want to eat the best meal in town, head to Restaurant Tyler. <clears throat> a, little, a little froggy there today. Uh, a froggy throat? I guess, man. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Priority One Bank, there are 16 locations located. You would think locations would be located. Uh, there are 16 locations throughout central Mississippi. They're here to serve you. They give you everything that a big corporate bank gives you, except for the crap. The crap that you get from a, a big corporate bank, the runaround, the fact that you can't get anybody on the phone, the poor customer service. They don't have those things at Priority One Bank. They have great customer service. They have people you can get on the phone because you know them. They're in your community, and they have a great, easy-to-use mobile app that you can do a lot more than just move your money around on. If you're looking for everything that a big corporate bank gives you without any of the bad stuff, they've got it. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Aren't we just doing this? Yes, uh, about not, not, eleven hours ago. Not yesterday, but yesterday. No, it was today. Not today. Today. That's correct. Has anything changed? Um, I don't think so. Great. Well, let's make it work then. Um. One thing has changed is Mississippi State's net up to 36. That's actually a little lower than I thought it, it, it might be. Um, and, of course, you know, we, one thing you have to remember is net doesn't exist in a vacuum. Uh, other teams are playing games at, at, at all times. So, you, you know, yeah, you, that's just where it is right now. Looking at State's uh, remaining games, let's do that now. LSU sits at 85 after their win over Kentucky. They dropped up three spots. That will be a quad two game for Mississippi State on the road. Then there's Kentucky. Kentucky is currently 24th in the net. I don't know. Let's find out who does Kentucky play uh, this weekend. It's like, oh, they host Alabama. Oh. Alabama's net is high enough that another loss for Kentucky probably doesn't knock them out of the top 30. They should still be a quad one. Could still be a quad one, but I mean, I, if it goes bad, but they're starting to drop. They were starting to drop. They went from twenty to twenty-four. Yeah. And that, what's funny is after state, they have two resume killer games. After they they play state, they host uh, uh, Arkansas and Vanderbilt. Can't lose either one. Yeah. Of them. Well, even if they win, it doesn't. You know, matter. they're going to have to probably win by double digits tonight. Finish the year with avoid a drop. They, they finished the year at Tennessee. Yeah, they're probably going to drop out of the top 30. Yeah, so that may, that may end up being a quad two win uh, for Mississippi State. We'll have to see. Auburn on the road, no worries there. They're currently seventh in the net. That's going to stay quad one if State can get it, or even if they lose, it's going to be a quad one loss. Uh, Texas A&M, work, you think? Uh, no, no one cares about Texas A&M Corpus Christi. They're at 49. 
as a road game, they're not going to drop 25 spots. That's going to stay a quad one opportunity. And then finally, uh, South Carolina sitting at 57. That will be a quad two game for Mississippi State. So every game remaining on the schedule is a good game in terms of your resume. I I was thinking about State. Something occurred to me because I made the comment last night about uh, about, uh, Alabama. Alabama has seven losses on the year, all of them quad one. Every loss Alabama has is quad one. State has eight losses on the year. Six of them are quad one. They have a quad three loss. That's the loss at Georgia Tech. And then, of course, we all know the quad four loss against Southern. So very solid resume for Mississippi State. Opportunity to really bolster it in the in these final couple of weeks. But now they're going down to play an LSU team that, I mean, quite frankly, a couple of weeks ago, we were just like, that, that's just, they're not any good. And they're still not good. But they are hot right now. They've won. They won at South Carolina. They won uh, against Kentucky. They are the first team. I think I read this stat, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. First team in SEC history to win back-to-back games against top 25 opponents by one point. They've won yeah. two games in a row by one over a ranked South Carolina team and a ranked Kentucky team. McMahon and and Jans to me are kind of interesting because they're kind of tied at the hip a little bit. Both came into the league at the same time. McMahon interviewed for the job here in Starkville. Uh, you know, was I think was a serious candidate for that job. State ends, elects to go with Chris Jans. Chris Jans is on the verge of his second tournament appearance. Uh, McMahon's not making the tournament unless he makes a, a miracle run in the SEC tournament. But at the same time, McMahon had a true year zero down there. They they had to replace everybody. They transfer. They had massive transfer turnover. Whereas with Mississippi State. You know, he had a good uh, – Jans had a good core to build around. You know, from what you've seen of LSU, what are your thoughts on on, on Matt McMahon? Do you, do you think he's a guy who can get that program going in the right direction? I don't know. I, you know, last year I I would say, no, he's a bust. And it, it wasn't just because he had to, re, you know, replace – I mean, I, I did take into, a fact, into account that he did have to replace literally the entire roster. I think yeah. he might have had one guy left. Yeah. If that, but they just didn't seem like they were getting better. Like to me, even if you're having, um, you know, a tough season or you're rebuilding, or whatever your teams, like I, I think back to Vic Schaefer and his first year, they won three conference games, mm-hmm. but they beat a top 15 Georgia team at the end of the year. They took South Carolina to the wire. I think that they, they took Kentucky to the wire, I believe uh, could be wrong with that, but they were competitive by the end of the year. That was a team that you could see getting marginally better. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think we saw that with LSU. They just – they were not very good. Mm-hmm. And this year they kind of start off the same way. You know, they're losing uh, ball games to bad teams. They lost to Nichols. They lost to Dayton. Um, you know, the, they just did not look like they were getting better. Yeah, but I think you're starting to see probably the foundation is starting to firm a little bit for him. They're not going to go to the NCAA tournament this year, no matter what they do outside of winning the tournament, uh, an SEC tournament that is. But they beat a Kentucky team that's top twenty, that's really talented. They went on the road and beat South Carolina. They were in the game against Florida. They were in the game against Alabama for the most part. So their last few games have been really competitive, and it's been a pretty much a gauntlet for them. They had Alabama at Florida, at South Carolina, at home against Kentucky. 
And now you got a quad one uh, type team in Mississippi State. Now it's not going to be a quad one game for them, but this is a quad one team, I think, mm-hmm. um, in state. And you have an opportunity here to get another big win. So it, it's not going to be an easy game at all. It's tough to play in Pete Maravich Center. Um, you know, their fans are probably going to be um, a little rejuvenated and. LSU does some weird things at home and in every sport. So I, I think that you're starting to see things come together a little bit for them, that they got some players that can uh, that can make you pay. I think one of their best players has been out. I think Jalen Cook mm-hmm. has been out for them. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, this is a big game for State. You, you really need to keep this momentum going here. You have a chance if you win this game – you come back home and play a Kentucky team that's up and down, you could potentially win six consecutive games, and then you're playing to really push your seating up, uh, and it changes the whole course of your season. And you're trying to get really two more wins in SEC play. Every game at this point is important. So, um, you know, it's not going to not, not be an easy game at all. It's never easy going on the road. Yeah, you mentioned Jalen Cook. Only he's played 13 games this year. I was averaging 16 points per game before the injury. Jordan Wright, their leading scorer now, or I should say their leading active scorer, he's averaging just under 15 points a game. It's an LSU team. I mean, you look at their stats, and, and they're just there's nothing super impressive. They, they barely out-rebound their opponents. Uh, they have more turnovers than assists on the season. Uh, they don't block a ton of shots. Uh, they don't force a ton of steals, although Jordan Wright has forced 48 of them. Um, they, they are outscoring their opponents by about three per game. They, they're just bang average would, would be the way to put it. Uh, Will Baker, the only other Tiger, averaging double figures at twelve points uh, per game. That date, that uh, that loss to Nichols, you mentioned. You know, State. We've mentioned them with Southern having a quad four loss. The Nichols loss is so much worse than uh, than the loss for for, for Southern. Uh, Southern is and that's that, that's hard to imagine. Yeah, Southern two oh four in the net. Nichols is two sixty six uh, in the net. Uh, they are an eleven twelve <laughs> Southland Conference team. On the season, and what's funny for Nichols is it's only a quad two win for them. At least Mississippi at least Valley State is the four win out of it, or quad one win out of it by beating Mississippi State. Mississippi Valley State is the dead last team, still dead that. last, still winless, still winless on the season. Oh, and Detroit, Mer- Detroit Mercy, who <laughs> somehow almost beat Ole Miss, mm-hmm. is three fifty nine. Mississippi Valley is three sixty two. There's actually two teams between them, too, Coppin State and uh, IUPUI. Poor IUPUI, man. They have three wins. They have more wins than the last four teams mm-hmm. ranked in the net, and they're still second to last. Which is weird, right? Coppin State, both of their wins are quad four. IUPUI has a quad three win. Why are they so far behind? I don't know the answer to that. What a schedule for VMI. One and 24, and they're 353 in the net. And they're one win. Quad four. What is the what is going on there? <laughs> uh, what's funny? The 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 bottom four teams in the net: Detroit Mercy, Coppin State, IUPUI, Mississippi Valley are a combined five. I'm sorry, six. And then hold on while I do math: 48, 70. They're a combined six and ninety six. Eh. I want to see what the best record is like in the worst net. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna find it. So. Uh, we're, I'm scrolling through the 250s and nobody has a winning record yet. I'm not in the 300s here. Okay, okay Bowling Green. Bowling Green is 
323, Fairleigh Dickinson is 11 and 14. Oh. All 11 of their wins are quad four. Yikes. Bethune Cookman at 316 is 10 and 14. All 10 of their wins are quad four. What? 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 You got something against Bethune Cookman? You said there were 316, right? Oh. They, what? No, oh. I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you don't. Yeah. Bowling Green uh, is the first team with a winning record. Okay. Northern Arizona is 12 and 15. 11 of their 12 wins, quad four. They're currently 313. Is there anybody down here with a winning record? I mean, Bowling Green is 239. I've been 21, but they're at 287. They're doing pretty well. Where's Bowling Green? Yeah, 239. That's incredible. 239. Yeah, 14 and 10. 12 of their 14 wins are quad four. They haven't played a quad one game. That's that's what's killing them. They would probably be 20 spots higher if they just had a quad one loss. Yeah, you got to schedule good, man. Yeah, you got you got and the quad one opportunities are everywhere. You only you go on the road, you just have to find a top 75 team. Let's let's look at the top 75, right? Don't tell me that Bowling Green can't get a game with App State. Virginia Commonwealth, Richmond, Samford. Don't tell me that Bowling Green can't make that happen. Can't get a home and home with those teams. Yeah, go go play on the road somewhere. Somebody will play you. Yeah, yeah. Quinnipiac is the best worst team. Okay, they are one sixty one. They're eighteen and six, and they won their uh, their tournament. If I had to guess, they've gone fifteen and two against quad four teams. So only three of their wins have come outside of quad four, and they were all quad three. What'd you say their net was? One sixty one. There they are. One sixty one. Yeah. Is there another one that stands out? Is there a single digit law? <laughs> Marist is fourteen and nine at one eighty seven. Thirteen of their fourteen wins are quad four. Um, and then after that, it's just a bunch of a miss. This is just this is thrilling radio. Well, I mean. I like talking about college basketball. It's also interesting to see the, the the big teams that are down. Michigan is at 116. Obviously, we know about Arkansas. They're at 120 uh, right this second. Um, let's see here. Georgia Tech, who State played, that's a bad, bad loss at the end of the day, 146. Then they're right ahead of Missouri, 147. Where's Vanderbilt? Where are you, Commodores? 232. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, and they lost their quad one win. No, that's Missouri that has a quad one win. Never mind. Not uh, not Vanderbilt. Does Missouri still have its quad one win? Missouri has two quad one wins now. Who did they beat? Oh, they beat... Uh, who did they beat? Hmm? They had one where they beat... Uh, uh, Pitt. They beat Pitt in the uh, the in, in NCAA, the uh, SEC ACC Challenge. They haven't won a conference game, so one of their non-conference games must have moved up to quad one that they won. So who could it have been? Uh, it's got to be Minnesota, right? Got to be Minnesota. I, I don't know. I, I'm into this discussion now. Minnesota, yep, Minnesota is at 73, and that game was played on the road. So, yeah. There you go. Juwan Howard, Juwan Howard's probably fired after this year, right? You know, and we, yeah, he got in that altercation where he slapped yeah, uh, the and coach. And, you can do that when you're winning, but when you're not, you can't. And the other thing to consider is, and we, we talked about this a little bit, there's going to be some big, big jobs open this this cycle. Ohio State's yeah. going to be already open. 
Michigan uh-huh. is going to be open. Louisville is going to be open. Kentucky is likely to be open. I think Nate Oates gets one of those jobs. So Alabama's going to be open. Um I don't I think Bruce Pearl is staying at Auburn. I feel like he's he, he's Yeah, he's there. got a he's got a good deal going I think there. He feels loyal to them too, because they took a chance on him when he had that show cause. Is he him and John Cohen are are close, I think. Yeah. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that might open up? Like UCLA, like they're not good this year, and I don't know how much they'll tolerate of that, but they were good last year, so maybe he gets another year, Mick Cronin out there. Um, Bandy's going to open up, but, I mean, how good of a job is that? Not really a great job, I don't think. Unless um, they invest. Yeah, and then beyond that, in the co- in the conference, it just depends. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, Chris Beard is and, and, and Jans, I think, too, are going to be candidates for some of these jobs. I think, yeah. I think Beard mo- maybe a little bit more, but, I mean, Jan- Jans might be – a candidate for like some of the, the other jobs. I don't know that he's a candidate at Louisville or Kentucky, but he might be a candidate at Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested to see like what Jans's long-term commitment is to Mississippi state. Like is he, is he just like using this as a stepping stone or is he going to be willing? And I like, I don't know either way. Mm-hmm. I think state has invested a lot and is starting to invest a lot in basketball the fans are starting to invest in it. The NIL is good. Uh, they got a good um, support system as far as their boosters. Always mm-hmm. have, um, you know, dating back to Richard Williams and Stansberry. Uh, but, you know, how long is he going to be here? I don't know. I mean, that's always a question with coaches, especially nowadays. Like, it's, you know, guys are just bouncing around yeah. so often. I think Jans is is pretty happy here at Mississippi State, but I mean, you know, you can always be happier. So you know that this gonna, state's going to have to be competitive with his salary and make sure they're they're staying involved in the in the in the NIL and the collective game and, and in the in the facilities game. So it's no different than than anybody else outside of the top top tier jobs, right? Kentucky can go get whoever they want, and their coach probably isn't going anywhere as long as he's winning. Whereas I mean, Mississippi State, you know, it's always going to be a concern. That's that's and that's not a knock on Mississippi State. That's just the the way of college basketball. It's the way of college sports, you know. And that's just that's just how it goes. So we say all that. That was an interesting discussion. But we say all that to say Mississippi State LSU seven thirty tip in the PMAC. I'm going to be there. I'm I'm heading down to uh, to see some of my Tiger family, and uh, I'm taking uh, my youngest with me. So this will be her first uh, real college basketball experience, I believe. So. She's been to a couple of women's games with me, but I was always working, so she couldn't, you know, just you know, just go crazy. So we'll see. How go she eat at the chimes. That might be on the agenda if you know me. So, all right, let's uh, let's. I can't. I can't. You know what? You know what, Colton? You win today. You win. I I, I don't have the gas in the tank. Let's move on in to the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. We want to remind you that beef it is what's for dinner. If you're firing up the grill this weekend, nothing beats the sizzle of beef. Nobody is ever unhappy when they find out you're cooking steak. It's never happened in the history of the world. You've hosted a cookout or you've told the family, hey, cooking steaks tonight, and they've been like, ah, it's never happened. So be the hero. Put some steaks on the grill tonight. They had some great ones at uh, Kroger today. I thought I had to be tempted to, uh, to talk myself out of it for, for dinner tonight. Uh, didn't have the calories to spare. I just I was like, oh, maybe another time. Uh, anyway, I say all that to say that beef, it is what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends of the Mississippi Beef Council. 
Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. Anytime you're in Starville, you need to check out the menu at Two Brothers. They've added some cool new stuff on there, but they've still got all of your old favorites. And they have got a great place to, I mean, talk about the place to be during the spring. When the weather gets nice like this, it's in the 60s and the 70s, you want to hang out on the patio and, and enjoy yourself, man, there's just no better time in the Cotton District than over at Two Brothers. Head over to Two Brothers Smoked Meats to enjoy some smoked southern soul food. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing it now for 49 years. A little, little longer than I've been doing it, Robbie. A little longer. But not because you haven't quite I haven't made it hit that threshold. I've got I got a ways to go. I got a, I got a long time before I'm I'm 49. But by the time I'm 49, they're 50. I'll never catch up. That's right. Oh, well. When you need technology for your business, give them a call. And if you need service for the business, call the same number that you called to get to make the sale. That, that's the difference, right? We're not talking about a 1-800 service number. Oh, well, our call is very important to you. You're the next in line. The average wait time is 48 minutes. You don't have that with Advantage Business Systems. You have people here in the state of Mississippi that can solve your problems a lot of times the exact same day because they're right here and just like you. Give them a call, 601-362-9192, or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Maroon & Co., if you're going to be in Starkville this weekend, if you're going to The Hump, if you're going to uh, Duty Noble, anytime you're here in town, before you head to an MSU sporting event, make a stop at Maroon & Co. Check out their incredible selection of Mississippi State merchandise, stuff you cannot get anywhere else, unique items, great polos, pullovers, button-downs, but stuff you, you can't find just anywhere. And, of course, they are the exclusive provider for Bulldog Initiative logo wear. If you want to wear the cool stuff that the coaches are wearing, you can only get it at Maroon & Co. Use the promo code THUNDER15 when you shop in the store or on or online to get 15% off any uh, regular price item. Exclusions do apply. Check them out, Maroon & Co. So I don't know if you've, if you've heard this, Robbie, but we've put a Maroon & Co. ad at the beginning of the podcast as well, and it's a pre-recorded ad. So, oh. so it's it's they, they go through all the stuff, and they talk about the deals and the discounts, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, it's like, exclusions may apply. I love those. <laughs> it's like, just came out of nowhere with that. So. So when they speed those up, it's like, yeah, exactly. I I heard a little birdie, a little birdie told me yesterday uh-huh. that there's some really cool things coming to Maroon and Company in the next few months. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that as well. I've heard I the, I'm excited. The same chirping. Yeah, we'll have more details on that as it happens. Yes, uh, uh, let's play the song. Eric Payman is the top-rated player in the state of Mississippi for basketball, a power forward, four-star on on three, rated as the number 103 player regardless of position in the country. And he is a Mississippi State Bulldog out of Raymond High School. The Rangers? Is that right? Raymond Rangers, right? Uh, See, now now you've stumped me. I'm almost positive that's correct. Raymond is a school because they're they're just never that good in football. Yeah, it's the Rangers. You put me on the spot, and I actually – they are the Rangers. They are the Rangers. 
That's one of the ones I didn't know. That's a strike against me. You know me. why? Because they're never good in football. Yeah. You know, they're good in basketball every now and then, but they're never good in football. Uh, but, yeah, he is he has signed with Mississippi State. Um, only two players in this class, both four-star players, Delquan Warren, the point guard, and now Eric Payman, the, uh, the uh, power forward. He looks like a, a, a Cam Matthews clone a little bit in terms of the build, the physique, the athleticism. But if you watch his highlights, he's got a little bit more shooting touch than Cam does. So I think it's an interesting addition for, for Mississippi State. That team next year is going to be very interesting because they're mm-hmm. obviously going to go deep into the portal. Uh, but at the same time, Hubbard back, Shaq Moore and Cam Matthews can come back for another year, and there's there's a lot of smoke. I know Paul Jones has reported that he believes they both will. So that gives you a really good veteran core to build around. Keyshawn Murphy should be a starter for you next year. I mean, like if I'm trying to put together State's starting lineup next year, it probably is transfer. No, it's Shaq Moore, Hubbard, Cam Matthews, Keyshawn Murphy. You're probably looking at a transfer five. Or you might play Keyshawn Murphy at the five and have a transfer four. It just depends on on what you I probably wouldn't. Play. You play I, st- I think I think Keyshawn's I, I still think he's odd man out as far as starting lineup. I, even next season, you think? Well, I just don't think that Cam's gonna play the three. I think they're gonna utilize him where he is. I, and I like he he's still going to be ahead of Keyshawn Murphy. So I, you know, I just you're gonna have to convince you're gonna have to convince Keyshawn to continue to play his role, and I like hopefully he does. But I can understand it too if he's not interested in that. What I, I just don't see him switching things around like that. I, I think they're probably gonna go after a transfer center, mm-hmm. and I think you keep everything else as it is. But for the most part, I mean, outside of Tolu. Um, your starting lineup is and DJ obviously, which are two huge pieces. Your yeah. starting lineup you, is you get three five, three out of five back. So so hold on, let me say if you said it, I just missed it because I, I was reading that text you just sent. I'm sorry that I, I dozed out there for a second, but so if Keyshawn's coming off the bench, don't they need to go transfer for four and five? Well, I mean, Cam is Keyshawn plays where Cam plays. So then they need so to get three. Is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. And payment, like I, I like payment a lot, and mm-hmm. I think when people kind of see the details of his recruitment later on down the line, they're going to be impressed with how Mississippi State was able to land him, uh, because I think this guy's he's shooting up the charts late this season. He's having a tremendous year, and athletic can shoot it. I think he can do a lot of things for you. It's just going to take a little time. I, I think he's a guy that's going to have to be uh, patient and develop a little bit. And I think he's willing to do that. I don't think it's going to be like a Kamani Hamilton. That was one of the guys that was brought up yesterday when talking about him. You know, could he be a Kamani Hamilton type that doesn't want to do that? And that's valid. But I think that he's a guy that's willing to kind of stick around and, and like, let Chris Jans and the staff mold him a little bit. But – fits into to what Mississippi State wants out of a player, and I think that he's going to be a good one for State. He's creeping up on the top 100 player nationally. 
Yeah. He's we're one oh three. We're really high on him on three. We're four he's a four star, eighteenth best power forward in the country, number one player in the state. Pretty much consensus number one player in Mississippi yeah. this year. Good friends with Josh Hubbard. I, I think this is another good get. And uh, you know, the state of Mississippi's starting to put out a, a couple of uh really good players last few years. Yeah, they have. They have, and Mississippi State has done a pretty good job of, of recruiting those guys, which has always kind of been the case, right? I mean, I'd, if you go through the years, for the most part, outside of the Provine guys in, in the early 2000s, you know, Mississippi State has, has been the, 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 the college that has gotten the majority of, of top prospects, even the ones that didn't come to Mississippi State, Jonathan Bender, Travis Outlaw, and Monte Ellis. So it's just, you know, it's just a, a tradition that has continued. And we'll see what kind of Yeah, you know, Josh Hubbard was one of the rare ones that State got beat out for, and they got him anyway. They got him anyway, yeah. So, and that, so I mean, that was really rare. I mean, dating back to Richard Williams, State has dominated in-state recruiting. Yeah. If, there was if, one, if a player there was, had stayed in-state, State got him for the most part. There was one guy that I remember that Rick Stansberry – I could be wrong, but – I only remember like one guy that Rick Stansberry got beat for in state. Johnny O'Brien. No, I meant State and Ole Miss. Okay, okay. So who would it have been? And that was um, uh, Snoop White. When is Snoop White? Yeah, yeah. State would have taken him. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, think I, th- state, I don't think State recruited Deshaun Ruffin that hard. No, they didn't. So, but you know that. Two, that was kind of a time where, you know, State wasn't – State was kind of trying to climb back. But at the same time, like I said, I mean, they just didn't, you know. So Yeah. But that was a guy like – Don't get me me wrong. They they won that recruiting battle. They got him on campus. But, of course, at the same time, he's not there anymore. I think Snoop White was the only one that Andy Kennedy really beat Rick Stansberry for head-to-head. Yeah. And I can't remember everybody's recruitment dating back to like the early 2000s and the 1990s and all that, but I don't remember very many that he lost. Yeah, no, no. And, no, didn't, no. you know, Ben Hallen was the same way. I mean, Ben Hallen won out for eventually for DJ Jeffries. And State was basically the number two for DJ Jeffries when we went to Memphis. Um, got Malik Newman was a big one. Q Weatherspoon, which I don't know if Ole Miss was really in the game or what. But, you know, for the most part, State has done a really good job in State recruiting, and they're kind of keeping that rolling. Yeah. I guess one last thing before we get out of here. Baseball's going to happen this weekend. I saw a tweet today from Mississippi – from the actual Mississippi State account. It was talking about the nice weather we're having. Like, perfect if you want to go to it for a walk or attend a baseball game. And I really wanted to quote tweet that with, well, a walk sounds nice. Be happy to go on a walk. Yes, that other you can walk around your, you can walk around your uh, your uh, neighborhood and get yelled at by Maria. She doesn't yell at me. She's always she's very supportive of me. She said she's she's yelled at you a few times, but she was just kidding. Yeah, but uh, she's always super supportive. She's like, "You look great. Keep working." You know, she doesn't like Richard, which yeah, no surprise. Uh, She hasn't invited you to her pool yet. No, I mean, I met her like in the winter. Oh, okay. So maybe this summer. Maria, invite him to your pool. I would. I, I'm. I'm always down for a pool party. Um, I'll cook. I'll bring some food. She uh, likes to cook too. Yeah, she does. She does. So I live in a good neighborhood. Me, me, and Paul over there. We run that neighborhood. 
Um, oh, yeah, baseball. I was like, what, what were we talking about? So it's it's beyond my my thought process to think this this team is going to sweep Georgia Southern this weekend, right? That's that's not going to happen. So even if they but if they win the series, they're they're sitting at four and four, Robbie. What are we doing? What are we what are we talking? I'm going to ask the big question. I'll just ask it, and if people want to get mad at us, they can. I don't care. Are we in a spot where we might see a midseason change? I mean, it, it can't be ruled out if this continues. Yeah. And if you're one of those people that says, you know, State's not going to make a change midseason, well, Zach Selman's already done that. So it's it's not exactly the Mississippi State way, but Zach Selman has shown that he's willing to move away from the Mississippi State way, and he's done it in, in a lot of different ways. So if this continues, I, you know – wouldn't shock me if this if it seems like this team has no pulse, then that's when you try to pull the plug and you try to you know see if something can revive them. Uh, and we've seen it before. I mean, last year they tried to do it with uh, with the pitching coach. Mm-hmm. But this is the things that these are the conversations that happen after you had a coach that was on the verge of being fired a year before, mm-hmm. and you kept him. Yeah. Then whenever, you know, when when you know those conversations are happening and there's a possibility that he could have lost his job last year, the first sign of distress, these conversations are coming up. We're talking about this on a on a weekly basis. The fans are getting louder and louder about it. And then it just creates so much negativity around the team that it's hard to block out. Yeah. And they've shown they have not been able to block out the noise from the fans the last three years. Yeah. Coaches, players, families, they haven't been able to block it out. It's affected them. They've gone after people behind the scenes. They've it's affected how they play. It's affected their mood. It's getting to them. So they've got to have some positive things happen. And by positive things, I mean they have to stack wins here for several weeks. Yeah. They have to get some good graces back from the fan base because the current situation where they're going you know, back and forth and even losing back-to-back games in the midweek, this is not a healthy situation for that locker room, which we were told was in a much better place, that they don't have, you know, the issues they had last year. And it that that may very well be true, but how do they react to losing two out of three games here? They've lost two out of three. They lost two midweek games to Austin P. How do they come back from that? How does this team – get over the hump and put that stuff behind them because, you know, like I like I mentioned yesterday, you know, Chris Amon has told us this team is pissed off, they're focused, and they're two and three. So that doesn't really seem to be the case. Um, so I don't – you know, I went on that rant yesterday. It was we've, we've, gone, we've gone on rants for two years now. Yeah, I'm done ranting. And I, I don't know – I think that might be my last one. I, yeah, I'm I just, done. I'm, I done, don't I'm know, done ranting. I think I've said my piece. I think you've said your piece. I think we're just waiting around now. I, I don't know what else we can say about this baseball program that isn't just going to be repetitive. You know, we're, we're just going through the motions on a weekly basis, and that's when you start to, to see changes being made. So until Chris Lamonis can and his team can turn it around here and go into a, a streak of – uh, winning 
it's just going to get worse and worse, I think. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. So. All right. So if you're going to baseball this weekend, God bless you. I will be in Baton Rouge for basketball. And uh, Robbie, Robbie's headed over to Tuscaloosa this weekend as well for Mississippi State women. I'll basketball. be – Big game. Friday – Friday, I'll be covering high school basketball. Sunday, I'll probably be covering Mississippi State women. So, so no trip to Duty Noble. Are you going to Saturday? I'll be there Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, I'll be there Saturday. Yep. Have, have fun with that. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Robbie, I'll be back with you on Sunday evening and, of course, on Monday morning. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.